Life with diabetes has some highs and lows, but just like in a normal life, you can make choices which help to make your life easier, improve your health and well-being. In the Diabetic and Healthy podcast, we show you how to do just that. We're here to help you put your diabetes worries behind so that you can start enjoying life with a sky-high smile on your face. So let's meet our host for today's show. Here's Charlotte. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Diabetic and Healthy podcast. Um, been a really crazy week this week with uh, with blood sugars. If you're in the UK, you'll know we've had some unusually high temperatures, um, and I'm not one to complain. I absolutely love the sun. I love the heat. But when it's, it seems to be the combination. So when it's hot and it's humid, it seems to cause my blood sugars to drop. So lots and lots of hypos this week. So been trying to get on top of that. Um, temperature seems to be coming down now and everything's evening out again. But uh, yeah, be interested to know what other people's experience are with their sugar levels and different temperatures and different humidities. Um, so in today's episode, I thought I would cover the top five questions that I'm getting asked. So having type 1 diabetes and being a personal trainer, also the fact that I've done um, bodybuilding in the past. I do get asked um, quite a lot of questions. I've had lots and lots of messages, which is great, um, but lots of messages about training and diabetes and building muscle and diabetes. Um, but a lot of the questions I'm getting are all the same ones. So I thought I would take the, the top five and answer them in a podcast. So that's what I'm doing today. Before I get started on that, just another reminder, please do get involved with Diabetic and Healthy. We've got the Facebook page and two Facebook groups, so the Diabetic and Healthy community and also Type 1 Fit. Diabetic and Healthy is also on Instagram. I share lots of fitness and nutrition and diabetes tips on there. And obviously there's the podcast. So if you're enjoying a podcast, please make sure you have subscribed. Okay, so getting started on today's episode. So top five questions I am being asked. Um, one that keeps coming up again and again and again is um, people who have type one and they're training hard, but they're really struggling to gain any serious muscle. So as a trainer and a diabetic, there are several things that I would look at and and, and I would ask you if you came to me. Um, so first of all, your blood sugar control. So if your blood sugars are poorly controlled, you are going to struggle to gain muscle. So insulin is essential for, for the body to both store and utilize nutrients effectively. So if your blood sugars are all over the place, then both your performance and your recovery are going to be affected. If your blood sugars are regularly running high, it's gonna your your body's gonna try and use both your body fat but also your muscle as fuel. So again, you're really gonna struggle to gain muscle mass. Um so yeah, if if you are struggling, first of all, take a look at your diabetes control. Um, be honest with yourself, how how good is it? Because that really needs to be in check. 
Um, next, I'd have a look at your diet. So if you're trying to grow muscles um, to be able to grow, they need protein. So even if your training is absolutely on point, if you aren't taking in enough protein, then you're going to struggle to gain any serious muscle mass. You need to be consuming a decent amount of protein with every single meal. Um, a good PT can use your... Uh, your body weight and your goals to help you calculate how much protein you should be consuming if you want to know exactly how much you should be getting on board. Um, but yeah, you do need to be taking on a decent amount of protein if you want to build that muscle. Next, I would have a look at your downtime. So how much rest are you getting and how much sleep are you getting? Um, this is something that's often kind of overlooked, but Again, you want those muscles to grow and they're not going to be able to do that if you don't allow them to recover. So a lot of people think the more days they train, the more gains they're going to see. Um, but that, that honestly isn't true. Your body has to be able to rest. It has to be able to recover from these workouts. So if you're weight training to gain muscle, you shouldn't be training for more than three consecutive days without taking a rest day. You also need to make sure you're getting seven to eight hours sleep where possible. Okay, I have a toddler. I'm well aware this isn't always possible, but when you can, you need to be trying to get a decent night's sleep. If your body's tired and your body's under stress, then its priority is not going to be growing muscle. Um, and last of all, how hard are you training? So honestly, ask yourself that. To build muscle, your training has to be progressive. It's no good going in week after week and only lifting what you're comfortable with. You really have to push yourself. Again, if you're serious about gaining muscle, it is worth finding a good PT who can put a program together based around your goals. Okay, so I'm just going to run through those again for you, just in summary. So you need to be taking a look at your blood sugar control, is it is it well controlled? Um, are you consuming enough protein? Are you overtraining? You need to make sure you're getting enough rest. And lastly, are you training hard enough? Okay, so that was question number one. Um, secondly, I've been asked this several times, should I train if my blood sugars are high? Mm. In a word, no, not really, but it depends how high we're talking and what type of exercise you're doing. So one of the other questions I'm going to answer a little later on is uh, why people often experience blood sugar spikes whilst they're weight training. So I won't go into too much detail on that one quite yet, but basically... Um, low intensity exercise will often slowly decrease your blood sugars and high intensity exercise can often raise blood sugars. So with that in mind, if my blood sugar was a little bit high, so say, I don't know, say 11, for example, personally, I wouldn't say that's too high to do some steady state cardio. So like walking, gentle jogging, cycling, um, as that's likely to start coming down reasonably quickly anyway. However, if it was 11 and I was going to go and do a HIIT session or I was going to do weight training, then it could quite easily spike 
to a more dangerous level pretty quickly um, because it personally mine does spike during weight training so if you're training with high blood sugars then it's counterproductive you know if they're really high it's counterproductive and your body can very easily become dehydrated so aim to keep them in range for exercise so ideally I like to start a training session between about five and nine um, where possible so yeah that was my answer to that one um the next one I've been asked a lot so um many of you have heard that there are non-diabetic bodybuilders who use insulin um in their training so they use insulin to try and gain muscle size so does that mean we're at an advantage because we're already taking insulin okay so that's something um that comes up quite a lot and comes up quite a lot in the kind of bodybuilding world so non-diabetic bodybuilders have been known to use insulin normally in combination with steroids um, to try and feed their muscles and prevent muscle breakdown. It's also often used in bodybuilding because if they're competing and they're drug tested, the insulin goes undetected. So if bodybuilders use it, does that mean we're at an advantage by being on insulin? In a word, no, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> not really. If anything, as explained before, we're at a slight disadvantage because as well as all the things that a non-diabetic has to take into consideration when they're trying to build muscle, we also have to ensure that we have excellent blood sugar control. So hopefully that, that answers that question. I'd also like to point out that a non-diabetic taking insulin is extremely dangerous and can very easily be fatal um okay so moving on to the next question i have lost count of how many people have messaged me about protein shakes um asking me are protein shakes dangerous for diabetics so this comes from concerns around possible kidney damage um, due to high amounts of protein intake. So if you already have existing kidney damage or you already have existing um, issues with your kidneys, then a high protein diet is not recommended as it can accelerate the damage. However, if you have no issues with your kidneys, then a high protein diet doesn't have any negative effect on kidney function and there's also no evidence to show that a high protein diet including those supplementing with protein shakes is dangerous for diabetics so personally i often supplement with protein shakes they're not essential um you should be able to get enough protein in uh in your diet anyway but it's convenient if you're, you know, if, if you're not taking on board extra meals each day to get the extra, uh, the extra protein in, if that's one of your goals, then protein shakes are just a convenient way of getting a, an extra, um, an extra dose of protein. And lastly, um, I've been asked quite a lot, why do, um, so this mainly people that lift, 
and they've asked why do they get uh, blood sugar spikes when they are lifting because in general we think about exercise as reducing our blood sugar levels. So blood sugar does respond completely differently depending on whether you're doing aerobic basically with air that means aerobic exercise or anaerobic exercise so aerobic is more steady state like walking jogging cycling um, normally over a longer duration whereas anaerobic is high intensity workouts like um, like hit sessions hit workouts or heavy lifting so a lot of people assume that all exercise lowers blood sugar levels. So we know that exercise increases insulin sensitivity and it can do for 24 hours afterwards. So why do high intensity workouts and lifting heavy cause spikes? In a similar way that the body has a fight or flight response, it also does something quite similar when working at higher intensities. I find this particularly so if I am uh, working lower body. So if you're working lower body, you're working larger muscles. So what happens is your body pumps out stored glucose to help fuel those muscles. Um, But these spikes in blood sugar are often quite short-lived as the muscles um, soon use up that extra glucose during your workout. I mean, it's always a good idea to be monitoring your blood sugars closely, um, kind of before, during and after a workout, just to see um, what they're doing and if you need to make any adjustments to either your insulin or your food intake. Um, But try to avoid doing correction doses um, if you're spiking during workouts because chances are they are going to bring themselves back down anyway it's normally quite a, a quick temporary spike and it will come back down but again everybody's different every every everybody's body responds differently so yeah just just monitor it closely and see what it does but if you are just getting into high intensity workouts or you're just getting into lifting and you see those spikes, I would say try to resist the urge to take a correction dose. Just, just wait and see because um, it is likely to come down on its own. So those were my my five top questions that I've been asked. I really hope that those are helpful for people. Um, if anyone has any any similar questions to those or any other questions about working out with um with diabetes please do let me know you can always email me it's charlotte at diabetic and um if i get lots of questions i will put them all into another episode for you so i really hope that was useful i hope you enjoyed it Again, please do check out the Facebook group, check out the Instagram. And if you have enjoyed today's show, make sure you hit subscribe and leave me a review. Uh, That does bring us to the end of this episode. But until next time, stay safe and stay healthy. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a healthy and happy life continues. 
head on over to diabeticandhealthy.com and join the conversation with other diabetics and their families. All the information in this episode is not designed to replace the advice from the health professional team looking after you and your diabetes. Before making any significant lifestyle changes, do consult them with your doctor.